The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Lots of you send us emails, lots of you contact us, and we do our very best to put those emails into uh, what we talk about on The Money Show. Jono, for example, in Cape Town has come through with a great question, which we'll answer this evening. But if you want to get your voice on the radio, if you want to get your voice heard, if you want to ask a specific question, you can send us a WhatsApp anytime. During, but do it during The Money Show, because otherwise uh, the WhatsApp line gets so busy. Um, and it just the, the, your, your question will disappear. But so in the next yeah, 10, 15 minutes, if you've got a burning question, anything to do with money, uh, send us a WhatsApp on 0727021702. And if we don't get to it today, we'll get to it another day. We promise. Um, and um, we will select your questions and the best ones will make it through. And we will then use them to torture Warren. Because he loves, a, he loves a good torturing. He loves a good challenge. He loves to be put on the spot, does Warren Ingram, Executive Director at Galileo Capital and Personal Financial Advisor. There's a fabulous story that you've come across, Warren, and it's all about investment products. And this is a particular investment product that seems to have been sold to people as part of their offshore allowance. They could take that money and buy themselves an offshore pension. And it's turned into a bit of a sticky problem, a bit of background, and then what the problem is, if you don't mind. Yeah, you're right, Bruce. It was sold, it was sold to to investors as a way to take your 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 money um, that you had earned in South Africa. You'd used your offshore allowance. You'd sent it out, uh, and and the idea is, you know, put it into something that the the promoters of the product would would say has been classified as an offshore pension, and the attraction for that is it means that that when you die. Uh, you can leave the money to your your beneficiaries, your you know, but most of the time your kids, uh, and it won't attract estate duty. And and that you know was a heck of a hook for a lot of people to say, you know, that I don't mind paying my tax. I've paid my tax on 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 this money in my lifetime before I sent it overseas, and and now I don't want to keep you know paying tax on tax on tax. So. This sounds great. I'm going to put my money into this offshore pension, uh, and and I'll be on my way, and and no concerns on my death that that the money goes to my kids, uh, and and it, it gained quite a lot of popularity over the last few years, and and I think just to be clear, it's it's to- totally different from people who've legitimately worked overseas uh, in in foreign countries. They've contributed to you know pension funds in foreign countries. Those are. Completely recognised by SARS, you know, especially where we've got double taxation agreements with those countries, uh, and and those pensions might well be tax free in South Africa. So that's a very different thing from when you live and work in South Africa. You take money that you you've you've generated in South Africa, you send it overseas, and someone says to you, "Here is a new thing called an offshore pension. Put your money in here." And 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 I must say, I, I mean, you know, we I got lots of questions about this in, 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 over the last few years, and and a couple of these products looked quite compelling. I mean, so much so that I sent one to a tax guru, a tax lawyer, and I said to him, "Obviously, it's going to cost me money, but can you have a look at this?" And and his summary was. It looks to him like some clever lawyer has looked for every loophole that he can find in the tax <laughs> act, and he's put together this product. Uh, and and so yes, it might be uh, might be legal for now, not not illegal, not a Ponzi scheme or a scam or anything. But but he would not uh, bet on on this the loophole staying open for much longer. And he was right. You know, w- within about two years, you know, SARS made a ruling earlier in August, and very explicitly came out to to shut every loophole that that was available. Problem so for investors is, now is what? Yeah, what happens to you now? Because you've gone perfectly legally. 
perfectly legally, the, 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 well, through every loophole. Um, and, and this is, goes to about the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law. The spirit of the law probably said, don't do this. The letter of the law said, but you can. If you look really carefully, there's the gap. You take the gap. You exploit the opportunity that is presented to you. You think you're acting perfectly legally. And then suddenly somebody decides, no, we switch off, we're switching off the tap. And which of SARS is done. What happens next? Well, well, now th- those those investors that have put money into the into these effectively what they've got is is really just a bog standard offshore trust as far as SARS is concerned. In other words, they're going to have to show SARS that uh, that that they are now lending the money to the trust or they've donated the money to the trust. If they've donated the money, they need to pay a donations tax. If they've lent the money to the trust, it means that they now need to start charging interest on that uh, on that money that they've lent, and they're going to have to pay tax on that. And very definitely, whatever is outstanding, whatever loan is outstanding to the trust, when the person dies, that money will absolutely form part of their estate. So what they've got now is, a, I think, a very expensive offshore trust. And and to me, there, there's a powerful lesson in this. You know, uh, when you've got products that are expressly designed, and, and that's the point, this was expressly designed to find loopholes. And, and I can't tell you how many times on this show, uh, just and in general in my career, you know, you come across these products and, and you get these, you know, the, the, the trick for me always is, the company promoting the product arrives with the brochure of the product and an opinion from a lawyer. Uh, and that opinion says this, this product is great. And 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 I'm not going to name names, but but I mean, I looked at the brochure for one of these, and and the lawyer involved was someone that you know that's that's well respected in South Africa, one of the big name you know tax advocates, and and you know ba- backing up that this product is for now okay, and that's the point. You know, the, the lawyers cover themselves. This thing is okay for now. But but a bit of common sense would say to you, SARS employ very clever people, and and surely you know if the product gains any kind of popularity, uh, SARS is going to find out about it, and they are going to close the loopholes because the the, the point is there were loopholes, as you said. It's about the, the spirit of the legislation, and and my comment to anybody is. Yes, I might be old-fashioned. Yes, I might be a bit conservative in saying to you, just avoid things where you know for facts that it, it's designed to go through the loopholes. Don't, don't think that's, that, that SARS are a bunch of idiots. They're absolutely not. And they will find out. So what, are there rules preventing people from creating these products? No, they're not. Um, you know, are lawyers paid to find loopholes? Yes, they are. I worry why the customer should now be prejudiced. Can they in any way undo what they have done? Or is this effectively a wrap across the knuckles and a punishment for trying to dodge their obligations? Well, uh, I mean, I think they, they they have paid for a product, which is now, uh, I mean, it, as I say, it's now just a bog standard offshore trust. So, so it's not as if um, the, the money is lost. Uh, the, the, the potential tax benefits on their death are gone. Uh, and and some of the, uh, the the interim sort of capital gains tax benefits which they might have banked on as well are also gone. But but uh, you know th- that they they are still uh, um, you know set laws of a trust is is real and and they have some benefits. So I think they're going to struggle to 
to to to kind of argue that you know that they've lost uh, money, but but at the same time, you know, they, they've probably bought a very a very expensive trust, and you know, it, certainly it was there was a premium charged for for the tax benefits, uh, and and my my comment here is, um, you, you're right that the lawyers are paid to find loopholes, but but surely. When we've got money and we're investing our money, let's just apply, um, you know, a, a modicum of common sense, which is, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I know that's uncommon, but but just understand that I mean nothing's too good to be true. So in this instance, it wasn't a scam. But but how many times we we you know on this show we'll look at something that that is very obviously a scam. It is too good to be true, and 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 you know we find people that are absolutely passionate about about investing in it and as as if it's their right. And I think that's my comment: is when the, when you get a brochure for a product that's you know relatively new and it goes into the tens or twenties of pages of fine print and conditions and terms, et cetera, et cetera, and it's not generic. It's not a generic you know offshore trust or a generic retirement annuity in South Africa, whatever it is. If it's a complex product, understand the complexity there is for is there for a reason. And unfortunately, it's not for your benefit as the investor. It's for the product promoter's benefit. And that's really my big gripe with this whole thing is the, the end investor is going to pay, uh, w- whether it's through lost tax savings or higher fees, et cetera, they, they probably won't be pay, you know, have to pay penalties or anything to SARS, but, but they, they, they are going to lose out. The promoters have made their money upfront on, on selling the trust. The lawyers have made their money on getting the opinions, but, but the end investor loses out. And that's the lesson is don't trust the lawyers and the product promoters and even the financial planners who are pushing these things at you. Ultimately, you've got to trust some common sense and, and ask around. And if, you know, four out of five people are saying to you, this seems a bit, you know, too good to be true. And, you know, wh- why don't you rather do the generic tax structuring, which is what pretty much everyone else is doing. Uh, and, 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 you know, you go against that advice and you listen to the one out of five because you want to be cleverer than everybody else. This is what's going to happen to you. Uh, unfortunately, this Got is you. almost a certainty. What did my grandfather used to say? There's nothing common about common sense, my boy. It sticks in my brain <laughs> <laughs> like nothing else. Great question this evening. And you can ask us questions to your questions on WhatsApp or on SMS or email them to us. We don't care how you send them. Send them. From John Owen Cape Town is, what is the best way to invest? Do I go to a private broker? I see big consultation fees, says Jono. We'll find something cheaper online. Easy, like Easy Equities. I have an Easy Equities account and I've doubled with about 10,000 Rand, but would you suggest that I diversify with other investment tools or is something like an Easy Equities good enough to invest everything with? I think you're going to suggest I diversify, but who or what would you recommend? Nice question, Jono, with Warren in a moment. The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. So Jono is investing, he's dabbling, he is uh, experimenting, trying things out. Should he be running his personal portfolio? Should he be going through something like an easy equities or going via a broker? I'm worried about costs. Understandably, these things matter. Warren Ingram at Galileo Capital. Um, what's the thinking around the best approach for somebody who's new to this world? I think it makes sense in the early days of your investing career to to make to to take full advantage of the lowest fees you can find, and and so bulking up your your money as much as you possibly can on one platform um, does make sense because most of the time you, you get some kind of a benefit of, of uh, lower fees the bigger the transactions are when, when you're buying shares or, or ETFs or or the like. 
and so in that instance, uh, you know, not um, not spreading your your eggs across different baskets makes sense. But but on the other side of that, and that's maybe more to Jono's point, is uh, you know the platform risk is is one thing. The second risk is then what you buy. And I'm certainly not advocating you know that that you take all your money and then you know re- reduce your transaction charges by putting it all on one particular share. So so I think the the key there is diversify, um, you know, in the early days across different investments, or diff, you know, either exchange traded funds, or if you're buying shares, a, a whole range of shares, don't, don't just simply buy one. But if you're buying, a, you know, a well-regulated uh, investment in a well-regulated market, which most of the time, that's what South Africa is, uh, your, your concerns about the platform are probably not uh, too heavy. You know, I mean, I think, I w- you know, if, you've, if you're dealing with larger amounts of money, then then by all means, you know, open up two accounts. Uh, but but a lot of the time, you know, if you're if you're running through a bank or or a large financial institution, they'll stand behind the platform. That they usually have a separate custodian, you know, which is a completely different company from uh, from the platform. So so when you you know when you're using a platform, find out who the custodian of the assets uh, is. Make sure that it's separate from the provider, and and so your your risks become more and more spread. And then ultimately, you know, if you're buying an exchange traded fund in South Africa, for example. Uh, you know that that's actually still a unit trust in a legal structure, which means no one can access the the, the assets of that except the the unit holders or or the shareholders of the ETF. So so you've got quite a lot of investor protection. So for now, Jono, you know if you if you're doing amounts you know around that sort of ten thousand rand level, rather consolidate on one. And and there are more and more online platforms that are offering very good, uh, very low cost uh, uh, trading now. So so you know look around, do your homework. It's not it's not just a market of one anymore. Um, there's no harm, though, in managing a small portfolio. I mean, you can do your, your serious money um, into exchange traded funds or into unit trusts if you want to with a manager and you want to pay them a fee and get them to do it. That's great. No problem at all. But this idea of sort of empowering yourself and learning how markets work, and there are very few better ways of learning it. And something like, and I don't know if anybody else has come into, market, into the market to compete with easy equities, but this ability to, you know, Take 10 bucks and buy a little tiny little smidge of Nusbash or whatever the case might be. Um, introduces you to a world that you're not going to experience in any other way as intensely as watching share prices move on a regular basis, Warren. Um. Yeah, uh, it's it's always a tricky one for me in this because I, I feel that uh, we, we can we can educate ourselves about investing and 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 build up a, a track record of making investment decisions without committing real money. You know, a, a lot of the time I'll hear someone say, you know, I'm just going to commit some money to to kind of play play on the market and and uh, you know learn along the way. And, and I get the logic. I mean, just exactly as you've explained, there there it is it is a rational view. But, but I think it can be quite an expensive way of of paying school fees, you know. And I, and I think a lot of the time, a lot of the online stockbrokers will will give you the option of creating a, a, a portfolio, but not with real money, you know. So so where you can make investment decisions, uh, you know, go through the process of buying shares, uh, you know, w- w- with an, a nominal uh, sum of of money. In other words, not not a real amount actually. Uh, and and you start to track your investment decisions to see whether you're making good calls or not. And 
And yes, it's not, you know, it's not as um, life or death as when you've actually got your own money on, on the line. But, uh, you know, a, a lot of the time we're not necessarily built to be great investors on day one. We, we, we do need to learn and, and, and get the experience. To your point, uh, I do think it's a great idea for people who have the time and the inclination uh, to, to actually become their own investors. I, I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. But, but I'm not convinced always on the idea of, you know, um, building it up with real money and, and, and paying the school fees along the way. I hate giving Thank away you. money. No, no, absolutely. You're you're very good at not doing that. Um, let's get then on to just a, a fun phrase the other day that I thought would be interesting to throw at you. Um, what is smart beta investing? Once we start using Greek in investing terms, I get a bit nervous. Uh, that's because you're the alpha male. So <laughs> I, I think, I think um, it's it's the 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 index providers' solution to to trying to compete with the active managers. So a little bit of uh, now I throw in lots of jargon here, but 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 the one thing is if we talk about the top forty index in South Africa or the 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 S and P five hundred in America, it's a very simple index. All it does is try in South Africa it tries to measure the the forty largest companies on the stock exchange, and and you can buy an an, an index on that, and and it's very simple. It's a completely mathematical index. The, the criticism of, of that index in South Africa or, or, or the, the, the S&P 500 America is that, for example, the, the companies that are biggest in the exchange can account for in, in South Africa, it could be almost 20% of the entire value of that top 40 index with, with just one share. And, and, and that is a valid criticism. And, and you know, a lot of the, the managers who are choosing individual shares and trying to put them together in portfolios to try and beat the stock market, those are called active managers. And they would point this out as, a, as an obvious, almost fatal flaw in, in index investing. And so they would say, you know, don't, don't invest in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a market cap index. It's a waste of time. It's too risky, et cetera, et cetera. And so the index providers, you know, being the clever mathematicians they are, they came up with alternatives. And, and so, for example, you can buy an index which is equally weighted top 40. So it takes the same 40 companies as the top 40 index, but you allocate uh, the, the same amount of money to each share. And that would be a form of smart beta investing. Or you buy a, um, a, a portfolio of shares that have a bias to, to companies that only pay dividends and, and potentially, especially in America, you know, that have a 30-year history only of paying increasing dividends. That, that's another form of smart beta investing. So there's some sort of a factor that gets overlaid on, on the index and, and then companies are filtered you know, mathematically or according to a set of rules as a way to kind of overcome the, the criticisms of, of the normal traditional market capitalization uh, um, way of investing in an index. Hope that wasn't too much Greek. No, no, there's plenty of Greek in there, but I followed you. And if I follow you, everyone else is fine. And besides which, if you haven't followed us this evening, that's fine. We don't mind as long as you go to our podcast and download the podcast so that you can listen to it and then share with people who are also looking answers for answers to questions similar to those that you have. If you have unique questions you want to share with us, 072-702-1702. That's our WhatsApp number. Send us WhatsApp questions and we'll do our very best to get the best answers for you here on The Money Show.